The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, what does this passage do for us? First of all, it provides assurance of God's loving care. There are certain things we need, and we need assurance that we have them. Forgiveness of sin, guidance to heaven, protection from fear, confidence of God's favor, and absolute knowledge that we are known by the Creator. Not only do we need these things, we need assurance that we have them. God's people can read this chapter within the framework of everything else the Bible says, and we can take this as our ground of confidence that God's loving care for his people is assured. God wanted to make this so clear he chose one of the simplest images, the shepherd's care of the flock. Perhaps you have heard before the remark of many Bible students and teachers that God is not described as a rancher, but a shepherd. And the distinction is cows are driven, sheep are led. God does not drive us against our will into forced obedience or involuntary servitude. He does not herd us like cattle going to the slaughterhouse. He invites us. He shows us his goodness. In Christ, he displays fully his grace and truth. He urges us to follow him, to be forgiven and whole and assured. There is assurance here of God's loving care. It is not, maybe the Lord is with me. It is not, the Lord might be my shepherd. It is expressed in positive terms of assurance, and the child of God can embrace this and repeat this to build confidence. The Lord is my shepherd. And the assurance we can have from this is personal. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. Do not think of yourself as part of a huge anonymous group, and the Lord is looking after that group. He knows you. He knows me. We can take confidence in his knowledge of every one of us. Jesus said, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. God leads through the good shepherd. And this was written to provide the assurance we need 
as we walk in the paths of righteousness. Now, we need to be clear. This assurance is not assurance of no pain, no danger, no death. We do walk in such places, but we do not walk in such places alone. In the face of such dangers and possible harm, even death, David had a sense of security. He would fear no evil. And this wasn't just a matter of exceptional human courage, not at all. He fears no evil for the same reason a child does not fear when his father is with him. This is security based on one, one's reliance on a force greater than the danger he is facing. The assurance is discovered in phrases like, Thou art with me. Fellowship with God. Being led by the perfect shepherd, that gives us peace and a sense of security, even in the presence of danger and death. God holds in his hands the tools, the instruments of the shepherd to help, to protect, to defend us. Number two, this psalm conveys to the reader the sufficiency of God's care. I'm looking at this phrase, I shall not want. When the Lord is my shepherd, when I'm letting him lead me, when I live under his care and keeping, I lack nothing. There is a perfect sufficiency and abundance about God's care over his people. Whatever I need for forgiveness of sin, God supplies through the blood of Christ. Whatever I need for moral guidance, whatever I need in terms of comfort and spiritual growth, welfare and hope and joy, I shall not want. Somebody wrote one time, Old age with its feebleness shall not bring me any lack, and even death with its gloom shall not find me destitute. I have all things and abound, not because I have a good store of money in the bank, not because I have skill and wit with which to win my bread, but because the Lord is my shepherd. This is very much the same as Isaiah 41 in verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's the confidence we can have as we are led and fed by the good shepherd. There is a strong spirit of assured dependence on the Lord that can give energy and direction to every day. Isaiah 55, 22, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Psalm 46 and verse 4, I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. Three, this is a promise to those who live under God's care. It is heartbreaking how many people have listened to the 23rd Psalm, 
but have never actually placed their lives under God's care and guidance. I've read the 23rd Psalm at funeral events, looking into the eyes of people who listen and admire the literature, but have never placed their lives under God's care and guidance. I've heard people sing these lyrics without any sincere effort to follow what the lyrics convey. There are people who can define every word in this passage, offer a persuasive analysis of every phrase, and commend the literary excellence of the piece, yet without any personal application. What must be well understood is, this is not a promise that one can just claim. This is not intended to bless and comfort people who have no interest in dwelling in the house of the Lord. The intellectual atheist can find no comfort in these words before repentance. The practical atheist cannot expect to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, holding to these promises without a life change. The nominal generic Christian who shuns the leading of the shepherd cannot claim the green pastures until they turn from indifference and walk in the paths of righteousness. This describes blessings from the highest source to those who have chosen to be led by the good shepherd. When a person comes face to face with their sin, their rebellion against the creator, their selfish and worldly direction, then coming to Christ, confess their faith, turn from their sin, submit to baptism for the remission of sins, that person has become a part of the flock of God, led and directed and cared for by the Good Shepherd. Notice that phrase, in the paths of righteousness. People who've been baptized, you better stay there, in the paths of righteousness. And as I read the 23rd Psalm, I must ask myself, and you must ask yourself, am I living there in the paths of righteousness? Do I rise every morning knowing the Lord will be my shepherd another day? Do I let him restore my soul? Do I fear no evil when the reality of death enters my mind? Do I stay with the shepherd under the control of his rod and staff? Do I cherish the goodness and mercy the Creator imparts to his people through Jesus Christ? This is a powerful confidence builder for those who seek this kind of guidance, who dwell in the house of the Lord and stay in those paths. Not everybody is led by still waters of comfort. Faithful Christians are there is no doubt. No one has the right to just consider themselves the Lord's sheep unless they've been changed and renewed by their response to Jesus Christ. If you are a wild animal and not a sheep in the Lord's flock, you derive no confidence from this at all. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. 
He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you for being with us in this study of this marvelous psalm.